Somebody say amen. amen. Our God is faithful. Well, at least my God is faithful. Not sure about yours. But my God is faithful. He's been faithful to me. And I really don't know who I am for God to be faithful to me. But He is. Do you know my God knows my name? He knows what I'm going through. He has promised to be with me, and He is our God. Our God is faithful. Sometimes when I get up to preach, it takes a little while for some people to connect. It's milling around. I see it all. And I just want you to, um, I want you all to just listen here for a few minutes, right here at the beginning. On August 27th, was a Saturday afternoon, I was just getting back home from a, a wedding here at the church. And my phone rang. When I answered the phone, there were two people on the line. Dr. Jerry Porter, one of our general superintendents, and my wife, Carla. It was a three-way call. Dr. Porter told us that he had just appointed us co-district superintendents of the East Ohio District. And he went on to tell us all about that. He went on to explain how significant it was and all of that. But as he was telling me all that, all I could think about was you. He said all he needed was our answer. And I said, there's no way I can give you an answer until I can sit and talk to my wife and look her in the eye and hold her hand and all that kind of stuff. He asked when that would be. I told him, and he said he'd wait. On Tuesday, before I left to go to England, I met with the staff in the morning, told them what we were praying about. That evening, I met with the church board and told them what we were praying about, but we had not made any decisions yet. And then when I arrived in England, Carl and I walked and talked and prayed and processed And needless to say, it was an extremely emotional week for us. Like we have done other times in our lives, we prayed through to a God-led decision. There is no question in our minds that this is God's will for us. Therefore, with very heavy hearts. But with clear direction from the Lord, today we resign from Grace Point. And uh, Pastor Carla will be cutting her sabbatical short. She'll be with us next Sunday and throughout the rest of the time. October 23rd will be our last Sunday. 
We'll be moving to Canton, Ohio. I need you to know that this was the most difficult decision of my life. Even more difficult than leaving Russia. I didn't think that'd be possible. We spent the week questioning God about the timing of this. I argued with God because of how I love you and love what I do here. I reminded God that this kind of thing disrupts the lives of some pretty special people called the staff of the church. I spent the whole week questioning God. And as usual, he was patient. He listened to me. But in the end, he said, it's time to go. He also reminded me that this is his church. You are his people. And the staff belongs to him, too. And as he was speaking to me, it became apparent again that my God is faithful. You see, when God says go, actually when God asks us to do anything, our only option is to obey. Even if it doesn't make sense to us at first, we obey. Even if others don't understand, we obey. And in my experience, eventually it becomes clear. Eventually you understand what God was up to. Somebody might say, how do you know that it's God's will? First of all, we've done this before. We've gone through these things before with decisions that were difficult. And the only thing I can say is you know when it's right, you know when it's God's will, when you live a life of intimacy with Him. And God is faithful. And God in His still small voice nudged us, wooed us, loved us, hugged us as we made our decision. James chapter 4 verse 8 says, if you come near to me, to God, he will come near to us. And when you live near to the heart of God, it's not that hard to find out his will for your life. Doesn't mean it's easy, it's just not hard. Another thing I've learned through the years is when God's will becomes clear to me, when I follow God's will in my life, it is God's will for everyone involved that I'm with. Because God wouldn't ask me to do something that was wrong for you. I don't understand that. I still don't. But it has been proven true every time we've made a difficult decision. And I am holding God to his word and believing that it's true this time too. Another thing I've learned about God's will is that when you follow it, the journey takes you all the way home. And I want to tell you folks that none of us sitting here today needs to miss heaven. And we make it 
as we journey with him and obey along the way. I think probably a, one of the most difficult things about this is the timing issue. It's difficult about the staff. It's difficult because I love you. But the timing issue to me did not make sense. See, I've been praying for revival to come here for months. Years, really. I've been praying for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come into this place and fill our hearts. And I have sensed recently, in the last weeks and maybe a few months, that we are close, that that my prayers are about to be answered. Revival is close. An outpouring of the Holy Spirit is close. I can feel it. I can almost taste it. And I want to be part of it right here. I want to see it happen right here with the people that I love so much. I kept telling God that, and guess what? He already knew. And he still said, you can trust me. It's time to go. Brothers and sisters, I need revival in my heart. And I know you, and you need revival in your hearts. And it was clear to me that for revival to come into my heart in the way I long for it to come, I must obey God in all things. Which meant, and this makes no sense to me at this point, that in order for revival to come here, apparently I must leave. And I pray, revive us again, Lord. When God tells us to do something, The only option we have is to obey. And I have to tell you, you have to believe me. This was not easy. But when we obey, and only when we obey, eventually we understand. And eventually revival comes. See, after all, he's God and I'm not. We need revival here in Grace Point. It's still my prayer. And revival comes when God's people obey Him. For many months now, I've been doing a study about revivals. And for, for months, weeks, I have felt that that's what I needed to preach about today. As I come back from England, today is what I need to talk about. Revival, because I was going over there and we visited the place, the actual place where the the 1904 Welsh Revival took place. We we were in the church. I stood in the pulpit. I, I stood in the cemetery where the guy, Evan Roberts, who was the face of the revival, was born. And where he worshipped. And where the, where the revival started. I wanted to come and share that all with you. Because we need revival. And as I studied. I got this sense. That revival came. To every place that it came. All these revivals that I've been studying. When God's people obeyed. See, in the early 1900s, there were people that were burdened for the church, the church in Wales. They were praying for revival to break out in their midst. And this man, this young man, Evan Roberts, who was really 
an ordinary guy. He, he was a coal miner. He, he had worked in the coal mine since he was 12 years old. And now at age 26, he had this, this burden for revival to break out. So much so that he left his home and went to study for the ministry. He was there only a few weeks when he, he, he just felt so burdened for revival to break out that he, he left his studies and went back home just to seek God. At that time, for three months, God woke him up every morning from 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock. And he was in a different realm, he said, of, of, of visions with God of revival coming to his land and his people. God promised him in those visions that there would be revival, the revival that he had longed for and prayed for. And as I read that, I said, Lord, do it again. Do it here. At the end of October 1904 at the Moriah Chapel in Lohar, South Wales, as Evan Roberts was pouring his heart out in the very place where I stood, he was saying, crying out to the Lord, bend me, Lord. Bend me, Lord. And revival broke out and lasted over a year and touched many different churches, many different denominations. Churches were filled to overflowing. They had to have policemen at the doors of the church when the church got too full so that they would keep people out because of, of being dangerous for so many people to be in the revival. God, or being in that service, God had been poured out and over 100,000 people came to know Jesus Christ in a little over a year. Word spread around the world about this revival, and people started coming from all over the world to see what God was doing. One man came from America and asked Evan Roberts, Mr. Roberts, what do we need to do where I live in order for revival to come? And Evan Roberts, although he was a little frustrated with the question because he felt the man was missing the point, he said there's four things you must do in order for revival to come in your midst. And as I read that, my ears perked up because I want revival to come here too. The first thing is, for revival to come, we must obey, obtain full and complete pardon for all past sins. In order for revival to come in any place, you and I must have complete pardon for past sins. Having said that, I realize that there's some people that are holding on to past sins. Some people sitting here that are holding on to some resentments in their lives. Some people that are holding on to some secret sins that they will not allow God to deal with. Perhaps you are the one that is blocking the outpouring of the Spirit in this place. Because revival comes when everyone is obedient to the, to the Lord in their lives. Revival comes when people repent. The second thing Evan Roberts said was, is there anything doubtful in your life? Do you doubt anything at all? Do you doubt that your God is big enough to deal with what's going on in your life? No matter what happens, no matter what happens along the way, do you have doubts that God is able? 
if you have doubts in your life of anything at all, of anything that's happening or can happen or will happen, if you doubt that God is God and that his word is true, you must ask God to remove that from you and begin to trust him and have faith in him. Evan Roberts said the third thing is to have complete and immediate obedience of the Holy Spirit. Complete and immediate obedience to the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit convicts, we repent. We respond. When the Holy Spirit speaks, we obey. I've asked you this question before, brothers and sisters. Are you filled with the Spirit? I mean, all of you. Are you filled with the Spirit? If not, why not? It's God's will. It's God's will for you. And the Holy Spirit is the one that brings true revival. The last thing Evan Roberts said was that for revival to come to any place, there must be public and personal confession of Christ. He is Lord. He is Lord. He is risen from the dead. And He is Lord. Well, someone might be asking, what does all that have to do with what seems to be an out-of-the-blue resignation? For me, it has everything to do with it. Because, you see, I need revival. I do. I have been pleading with God, pouring my heart out for revival to come to my heart and to yours. And my God has been faithful. He's heard my prayers. And along the way, as I was studying these revivals, he was preparing me for this day, at least in part. He was preparing me for this day because he knew I wouldn't want to do this. He knew my heart. He knew that you... You have my heart. And all along, all these weeks, he's preparing me. And he's helping me to see that in every instance, revival comes when God's people are obedient. My God was faithful. I must obey. See, God always blesses obedience in your life and in mine. God always moves on behalf of His obedient children. And for that to happen, I must obey. Even if it means I won't see it happen here. Because you see, another thing about revivals, it is for the most part God has brought revival through just ordinary people. Nameless folks. We don't know. But God used them and their obedience to bring revival. So God told me and showed me that for revival to come here to this place doesn't depend on me necessarily. It depends on Him and you. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. Somebody say amen. God is faithful.
in front of that little chapel in Lohar, there's a monument. That monument was put there on the 50th anniversary of the revival in 1904. Evan Roberts had passed away in 1951. In 1954, they had the celebration of the 50th anniversary and put up that monument. There's a lot of things written on that monument. But there's a phrase that is written in handwriting, etched in the stone in handwriting. And it's Evan Roberts' own handwriting that they put on this statue. And when I read it, anticipating this day. I thought about you. And I say this with all my heart. Dear friends, God loves you. Therefore, seek Him diligently. Pray to Him earnestly. Read His Word Constantly, yours in the gospel, Evan Roberts, or should I say, Chuck Sundberg. I told God that after today, I'd have four weeks left here at Grace Point. I told God that that's plenty of time for revival to come in a place. And I'm still trusting Him because I want to see it happen right here. But even if I don't, when I hear that it does, no one will rejoice more than me. I said, Lord, what needs to happen? in my life and the life of thy brothers and sisters for revival to come. What would it take, Lord? You know what he said? If my people. Who are called by my name. Will humble themselves and pray. And seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Father, I pray your blessing on this church. I thank you for your faithfulness to these people. You know, Lord, that when I go, I'll leave my heart right here. You know I don't understand, but Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness. And I trust you for what you're going to do right here with these wonderful people. Lord, send revival. Lord, send revival. Lord, send revival.
Will you sing this with me?